you see what's happening here, by the way? It's very subtle, but stoicism is happening, you guys. And how did this simple attitude change happen? By changing my frame of reference, thinking about long term instead of right here, right now. You'll find decisions become a lot easier and errors just kind of disappear. Hello, Anderson Silver. This is your host, everybody, or something like that. How's it going, you guys? <laughs> I am focused for this episode. You can tell I have a little energy here. I need to make this up to Giancarlo. He asked me a question. I did answer it, but yeah, Giancarlo, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't put your name on there. I put Lance's name again. Lance, not to say that's a bad thing. I hope you're getting it up on the Instagram, buddy. But I do owe Giancarlo another one. And I'd like to use this opportunity for a doozy of a lesson, if I may, because that's what I'm doing here. I'm sharing my life and my journey. If you go back to episode one of season four, uh, God, gee, it's horrible. And then you look at this episode now, ah, geez, it's horrible. <laughs> it's slightly less horrible, isn't it? <laughs> it's just continuous improvement, man. And I want to share a story of my continuous improvement from yesteryear. We're going back now five, ten years, somewhere in that range. We all suffer from this same mistake where we hate to admit our mistakes. This is not your fault. We weren't born this way. We are a product of our environment, and this is the fault of our environment. We live in a capitalistic world, at least here in the West. And, you know, capitalism isn't all that bad. In fact, if we believe that our species' survival, our long-term survival, depends on innovation, uh, um, populating the cosmos, um, perhaps uploading our consciousness into machines, capitalism is probably the fastest way to get there. It is a great driver for innovation. Unfortunately, this comes at the cost of the human being and the individual. I've done pretty good for myself in this capitalistic hierarchy that we live in. And one of the tricks I used to use all the time was, well, protect my image, right? We all do this. We see this on social media more where we're putting our best foot forward. Well, it's not so much best foot forward. I find people have become models and actors to put a show on for other people. It's not other people's lives that we're seeing, but I digress. The point is we were taught to always protect our image because you advance in a capitalistic world by being better than the next guy. A little bit better, right? That's all it takes. And we definitely live in a world that judges us by our image. We'd like to think we don't judge books by their covers, but we definitely do. Some of us, maybe a little bit less, but we all do. So with that in mind, you know what the old me would have done in this situation? Simple. As you know, I don't have a lot of followers, maybe about 1,500. And of those, about three quarters are on Spotify and YouTube, which means only about 1,000 to 1,500 people actually see the video. And of those people who had access to the video, how many actually paid attention to what was happening with the names? And how many were just more focused on the lesson? So let's say we cut that number down by about a half again. Well, ballpark, I got about 500 people that would have picked up on this error, okay? If I come out here with this next episode, which I'm doing, and I admit this error, which I actually already did in the last one, that makes 100% of my followers aware of my mistake. And that's a huge jump. That's three, four times the number of people that's going to find out I made a mistake. Why would I do that to myself if my image is the most important thing to me? If my goal in life is to put forth the best possible image for myself, there's no way that anybody's going to be able to convince me that admitting my mistake is the right thing to do. It's not. It's definitely not. So the conversation has to happen at a much higher level. Conversation has to happen at the level of necessities. You'll recall we have some physical necessities. We have to eat, sleep, and drink water. 
And we have spiritual necessities. That's what gives us fulfillment in life and meaning and purpose. I have to have the conversation at the level of my rational mind and autopilot. My autopilot is just concerned about the here and now and pleasure or avoiding pain. My rational mind has cognitive capacities. I can think about the future. I can imagine things. I can plan. And because I can plan, I can also foresee consequences. I can make the best decision possible considering everything, including the future. So by changing the timeline, the frame of reference of how I evaluate that which is good or bad, I change my approach. Now I'm more focused on humanity because I recognize my life is short. It means nothing. I'm not going to amount to anything. And even if I amount to something great in this lifetime, it won't be remembered in a generation or two. I now see my value added as part of the species, a small cog in the greater machine. And with that in mind, admitting my mistake becomes a benefit because as a species, we're improving. I'm able to better myself. So it's just natural for me to want to admit my mistake and make up for it. Do you see what's happening here, by the way? It's very subtle, but stoicism is happening, you guys. My animal brain does not want to admit I'm wrong. It just wants to look as good as it can because it's really focused on right here, right now, avoiding pain. My rational mind knows, however, there is a great, I mean, great opportunity to learn something here and better myself. I'm always trying to improve. So why stop now? And how did this simple attitude change happen? By changing my frame of reference, thinking about long term instead of right here, right now. We live in the present moment, but we should not live for the present moment. Living for the present moment is ignorant. Yeah, we might die. I might die five minutes from now. I might not make it to the end of the day, but I kind of have to assume I will. I kind of have to assume that, well, you know, we should have dinner on the table because kids get hungry. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to assume there is a future and plan accordingly, but we have to be pragmatic. And no one can tell you where the balance is. You have to figure it out. And that's the lesson here, you guys. Errors, mistakes, regrets, they only exist in the fake construct that is your own imagination. They're not real things. They don't actually exist. The only thing that exists, the only thing you have control over is your attitude. Focus on what's important. Focus on your necessities. If you don't have your necessities written out yet, I've heard of this book called Your User's Manual by this awesome guy named Anderson Silver that helps the reader figure out their own necessities in one of the later chapters. Might be of interest if you want to look it up. But if there's one thing you take away from this episode is that you are the only one who knows what your necessities are. You must find your own necessities. Not from your parents, not from your spiritual or religious leaders, not from your teachers, not from your boss, certainly not crackpots on the internet or other self-help gurus that claim to have all the answers. You need to find out your own purpose in life. Find them, write them down, and reflect on them daily. You'll find decisions become a lot easier and errors just kind of disappear. I'm rooting for you guys. Keep being awesome. Talk to you next time.